Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hello, my darling. Welcome back to the podcast. It is snacking time. <laughs> Alex, what are you snacking on today? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have some Triscuits and roasted garlic hummus and also some grapes. <laughs> Sounds delish. Yes. Uh, I think everyone can already guess what I'm drinking. Uh, I have a sugar-free Red Bull, as usual. (laughs) And I'm actually uh, snacking on some sourdough nibbles or nibblers. Mm. Some some sourdough pretzels. And they're pretty delicious. So I'm enjoying them. Yeah. What have you you cooked as of late? Let me think. Uh, The other night, okay, I didn't cook last night. But the night before, I made chicken with a little bit of uh, the Mexican mix, just shredded cheese and some blue mm-hmm. cheese dressing. It was one that's made with yogurt. And I, I made that in the air fryer. And then I made some rice on the side. It actually came out pretty good. That sounds good. Yeah. I ran out of yeah. veggies, though. So I did go to ShopRite today and got got veggies because I was like, we just had rice and chicken. <laughs> And by going, do you mean that you ordered it online and went and picked it up? Yes, I did, Jess. I absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> I thought so. How about you? I saw you uh, eating something yummy before. I was eating, eating something yummy. Um, Yeah, I don't know what that was. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a, uh, a pumpkin bread this morning. Uh, yeah. I was in the mood for my pumpkin because it is pumpkin season, but of course. So I made a, a yummy pumpkin bread and then I combined the idea of adding cream cheese like I did to the pumpkin muffins and I put it on top and marbled it. Came pretty good. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it was like my uh, breakfast slash snack. Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, I, I am reading Akatar. I no. am not that far in, but uh, maybe half the book almost, I guess. Mm-hmm. And hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. <laughs> 
I was reading it, I was like, this is Beauty and the Beast. It's giving Beauty and the Beast, giving a little bit of like Narnia vibes, which I love. Uh, and, and not saying that it's giving me Twilight vibes because it's not in any way. It's just because there's wolf people and there are wolf people in Twilight. We are not the biggest Twilight fans up in here. Sorry, no. Stephanie Meyer. Uh, but can we just not even talk about Twilight, but just the cover, please? Can we just discuss the cover? Like, why is there an apple in her hands on the cover? <laughs> the apple has nothing to do with the story at all. Yeah. I don't even think there's an apple in the book. Not, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there is. <laughs> They're vampires, man. They don't they don't sink their teeth into a delicious apple. It's a d- delicious neck. There should have been somebody's neck in the picture. Okay. Maybe, maybe like it's an a apple metaphor. tattoo. <laughs> For what? I don't know. The Eat your veggies? Blood? Like an apple a day? Like a neck a day? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to add that to my confusing. Uh, don't judge a book by its cover, but also judge a book by its cover in this case. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the first book in the Akatar series is a Beauty and the Beast retelling for like the first three quarters and then the last or maybe the first two thirds. And then it it goes in a different direction. And the second book, actually, fun fact, is kind of a retelling of Hades and Persephone from Greek mythology. Oh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I wasn't expecting this. I, I don't know. So I'm not done yet, so I can't say. But I don't know if it's going to cure my book hangover that I still have from fourth wing that's still to be determined yeah but but I mean I am enjoying it I'm, I'm skimming through it fast so mm-hmm. I, I think I I do like it yeah so okay. I'll keep you guys posty yeah and we actually may have a little announcement want to give us the announcement Alex sure so we may be coming out with a bonus episode in September This will be separate from our usual weekly episodes and also separate from our book of the month episode to discuss the first Akatar book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we have this idea that because we want to read so many different series or sometimes a sequel or maybe a book that we want to read together that isn't included in the lineup. So if we do get good feedback from you guys about this and we do release the Akatar episode, we may release each Akatar book uh, once a month, a bonus episode mm-hmm. for you guys to to enjoy. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to reread it along with Jess so that it's fresh in my mind and yeah. we can have a little discussion about it. Yeah. And then we might have a fun little trailer coming your way for it. So keep yeah. an ear out for that. <laughs> Ooh, giving away all our secrets up in here today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I did just finish Air of Fire and it was really, really good. I know I kind of talked to you about this already, but I, I rated it five stars. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next books in the series, but I haven't started them yet. I did start One Dark Window and I'm only about four or five chapters in and I'm obsessed with it. And I, I like it today. Yeah, I, I like I hate that I have to stop reading it, uh, but it's really good so far. So I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, I'm excited. I started reading. I read the prologue and the first uh, chapter of The Housemaid, and that seems yeah. like it's going to be a real good one, too. So I'm that's coming your way in October. Woohoo! Yay. And maybe one <laughs> dark window, too? Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's a take a look we'll at our see. timeline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for the word of the day. Remember, we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations and with us on our socials. Stay tuned at the end of the episode when we give out our Sassy Spatula Award to whoever correctly used the word in conversation during the previous episode. Each word of the day will come from the Word of the Day Vocabulary Workbook by Franny the Pucks, Francine Puckley. Follow the link in bio to get a copy for yourself. Without further ado, today's word of the day is... 
prognathus, spelled P-R-O-G-N-A-T-H-O-U-S, pronounced prognathus. It is an adjective that is defined as having a forward-thrusting jaw. For example, when speaking in public, Benito Mussolini thrust his prognathous jaw in the air, drew in his stomach, and put his hands on his hips. Jess, can you come up with some examples to help us remember prognathous? For prognathous? <laughs> I mean, who has a prognathous jaw? Who is this guy? <laughs> uh well, I just read Divine Rivals, so it's fresh in my head. <laughs> but Roman Kit or Roman Carver Kit from Divine Rivals has a prognathus. Uh, <laughs> a prognathus jaw. I don't know if it's in the air, but <laughs> he's got it. I think. Okay. I don't know about that. When I think of a prognathus jaw, I'm thinking of a ne- Neanderthal. <laughs> like, I, the Neanderthals Neanderthal. were defined partially by their prognathus jaws. I feel like it's redundant to say prognathus jaw, though. I know. Right? I don't like I this don't word. I don't like either. this word of the day. <laughs> At the end of the day, this word, no. Uh, good luck with us using this in the conversation today. But all I have to say is I keep thinking of me, myself, and Irene, the movie. Remember when he had like his jaw surgery? And then like, <laughs> you remember because yeah. uh, the guy that he turns into, I can't think of his name right now, but he like he makes him have that jaw surgery. So when he wakes up the next day, he's like a butt jaw. Yeah. So does he have a prognathus? Yeah. Jaw? I would say that's a prognathous jaw. Well, that's my sentence then. All right. Carrie's character and me, myself, and Irene gets a surgically added prognathous jaw. Bizarre. Oh, man. Can we tie it to tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, though? No. Does Ichigo have a prognathous jaw? No one knows because it was in like 2D. We don't know. He kind of looked like Sam, apparently. I don't think Sam's really described as having a prognathous jaw. I think Sam is the entire size, supposedly, of a prognathous jaw. Isn't he supposed to be really like little, tiny? Yeah, short? he's supposed to be small. Hi, Milo. You can't. You guys can't see, but um, Alex's cat Milo is on her lap. Yeah. Hi. He came Meow. to disrupt my whole setup here. <laughs> oh, but he's cute. He is. Cute. He he does not have Milo. Does not have a prognathous jaw. No. He has a dainty little man face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's some trivia about the word prognathus. Jaw profusion was first deemed an important physical characteristic by the English anthropologist Sir Edward Evan Evans Richard, <laughs> whose name sounds like something out of an Agatha Christie novel. Correspondingly, a receding jawline is called an orthogonophism. <laughs> Orthognathism? Orthognathism? All right. Orthognathism? I don't know. Correspondingly, (laughs) a receding jawline is called an orthognathism. Why is that the worst word in the world? (laughs) Orthognathism. I mean, the G's got to be silent. Yeah, probably. Orthog? Orthog? Orthognathism. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know. Whatever. Correspondingly, it has that. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> the worst word of the day. 
<laughs> quite possibly worse than prognathus. Now that brings us to our speech series. We like to do this on our Thursday episodes to help broaden your vocabulary as well as our own. And the speech series comes from The Well-Spoken Thesaurus by Tom Healer. His book has the most powerful ways to say everyday words and phrases, not sponsored. <laughs> Alex, do you want to give us today's speech series phrase? Sure. So instead of saying, make yourself seem, you can say, cast yourself as. So for example, you can make yourself seem confident or you can cast yourself as confident. Mm. See the difference? <laughs> I like that too, because it's very like cast yourself as the role. Yeah. You know, like it's good for us bookies. We like yeah. it. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, so for today's rapid fire round, we're going to be doing book characters. Jess is going to set a timer for two minutes and we'll have to come up with as many book characters as we can in that amount of time. Hopefully we can do this. <laughs> and just like a book cover, don't judge us. <laughs> Our brains stop once the, the timer starts. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Two minutes on the clock and go. Lily, Atlas. Katie. Ryle, Sam, Marks, uh, Marks, Frankenstein, uh, Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> Elizabeth Bennett, Mr. Darcy, Jane Bennett, Mr. Knightley, Emma, uh, Nesta, Mr. Willoughby, Elaine, Jane Bennett, did I say Feyre, Mr. Bingley, Roman Kit, Tamlin, Aster. oh, what's her Iris name? Winnow, Iris, yes, Winnow, uh, mm. Sabrina, Kimmy, Theo, Cleo, Parth, Harriet, Fair, Tamlin, Lucian, yeah, Violet, Amarantha, Zayden, Azriel, Cassian, oh. Dane's dad, <laughs> Elspeth, Liam, General um, Sorengale. Oh yeah, Ryan's. Uh, no, no, not not Ryan's. Uh, Rhiannon, Riddick, Sawyer, Theon, Arya, Huckleberry Finn, Jon Snow, Sansa, <laughs> Sansa. Think about it, Sansa. <laughs> the Night King, little yeah. Tyrion, um, Cersei, Jamie Lannister, Tywin, Woody uh, the Pooh, Tarn, Indorna. James and the Giant Peach. I don't know his last name. Peach. Uh, no. Dorothy from Wizard Imogen. of Oz. Did we say Imogen? I did not say Imogen. Gandalf. Frodo. <laughs> My precious. Sam. Yes. Yeah, Sam Wise. Gollum. Um, uh, he who shall not be named. Voldemort. Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. Harry, Harry Potter, Hermione. Ron. Hermione. Fred. Ron, George. Wonka. Mrs. Weasley. Mr. Weasley. <laughs> Aunt Petunia. Uncle Dudley. <laughs> and severus snape dobby and uh hedwig hedwig crookshank peter uh, pettigrew <laughs> peter pettigrew <laughs> lady catherine uh Honks. uh oh my goodness okay a dainty like... little man face uh, <laughs> luna lovegood luna love uh time's up okay time's up. we did good though that was good I feel like we were killing that. We did. That was probably our best round yet. I mean, we know books. Yeah. <laughs> we know some characters. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I was making names up though. Uh, there was like at were one you? point I was like, I was like, Ryan and <laughs> Ryan's not a person. No. Uh, whatever. <laughs> oh man. All right. You want to introduce our questions of the day? Sure. What are they? <laughs> Well, here they are. <laughs> so since we're reading tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow in this episode and in the previous episode, uh, it makes sense to ask, what's your favorite video game of all time? Alex? So 
Yeah, I'm not a huge video game player, but when I was younger, I did play once in a while, like the old school stuff. I did really like Spyro the dragon, <laughs> of course. Nice. <laughs> so my favorite video game of all time used to be uh, Skyrim, and uh, it was it was a fantasy game. It was a lot of fun. There was dragons, uh, and I still love it, but Hogwarts game definitely surpassed it for me recently. Uh, I got lost in that game for a couple weeks. And uh, it was a lot of fun. You got to actually go to the classes and be at Hogwarts. And it was open world. It was a lot of fun. So I enjoyed that game a lot. I would have to say that that's probably my favorite at the the moment. I liked getting the magical creatures and feeding them and playing with them. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, So what's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? So you already know. (laughs) Tell them the truth. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. Uh, I had tongue. I think it was cow tongue. Uh, I'll I'll eat anything. I'll try anything. And we were in Italy and it was on the menu at this place we went to. And I was like, I mean, when in Rome, right? So (laughs) nice. (laughs) Yeah. The lady was listing them, of course, uh, as a vegetarian. I I heard cheese. I was like, cheese? Yes, I'll have that. Uh, And then they were listing all the other ones. And then she wasn't going to mention it, I think. She was kind of like, oh, well, uh, well, I'm going to mention this, but nobody's probably going to get this. And she basically said cow tongue. And Alex is like, I'll eat that. And it was good. It was good, you guys. It had like a pesto sauce. It was in this little sandwich thing. It wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not that adventurous with my food. (laughs) So you're not going to be getting any uh, strange body parts from me. Uh, No body parts from you. (laughs) No body parts. Nothing with the face. Um, So, yeah, I I guess the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. I don't think it's weird. I know Alex doesn't think it's weird either, but some people might find it strange. I like to eat egos with cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah, so good that's weird but it is so delicious and if you haven't tried it please don't knock it uh you know if you have egos and you have cream cheese and you just feel like getting day on it crazy try it see if it's for you all right <laughs> so as you all know we recently read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by gabrielle zevin We picked our favorite good and bad reviews in case anyone is on the fence about reading it. And remember that you can find our full reviews on Goodreads. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow currently has an overall rating of 4.22 out of 5 with a publication date of 7.522. All right, Jess, do you want to go first with your bad review? Oh, sure. (laughs) So I found two one-star reviews and I'm just going to give you a little piece of each, a little bite. Okay. (laughs) So the first one says this book sucked. Honestly, this book was horrible. The idea was cool, but it was never ending. It started off pretty entertaining where you follow the characters and how they meet, but turned into something so stupid and weird that you question if these scenarios actually would happen in real life. So ouch. Mm, Interesting. Then the other one is drudgery on drudgery. just says, uh, as a person who holds a doctorate in English literature, I've certainly read my fair share of extraordinarily boring pieces of fiction and been able to parse out the merit that they hold and the value they offer despite their general lack of excitement. This? Good Lord. Mm. I've never wanted to get through a novel more desperately. And then they go on to say that the characters are insufferable. The plot was null. So interesting. All right. Not fans. No. All right. So my one star review said, Sadie wasn't difficult to like. She was impossible to like. 
I hated the way she constantly used Sam, refusing to attend interviews and press releases for their game, leaving him to struggle with his disability slash injury to promote this game that was half hers. And then when he came home, she had the audacity to have a go at him because she wasn't getting enough credit. Girl, show up. Damn. (laughs) Kind of agree, though. (laughs) Yeah. So let's move on to the good reviews. Alex, what do you have for us? Okay, so this was a five-star review. Any complaints I might have about this novel feel too small-minded to write about here, because in the end, it convinced me of one of the most difficult things a book can convince a reader of, that our tiny lives, even with all of their mundanity and ridiculousness and petty resentments and disappointments, actually matter, and that our lives are also, at times, fully and heartbreakingly beautiful. Thank you. That's deep. (laughs) All right. I don't know if I felt the same way, but it's an interesting review. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) So mine is a five star as well. And it says, it's a love letter to video games and the friends we made along the way. There is good writing here. I particularly fell for the beautiful chapter in the third act break. No spoilers. If you don't know anything about video games as an industry, you will still enjoy this book. If you do, you'll probably be tempted to throw it away because of how unrealistically it portrays the industry. And that's that's that. And that was in a five-star review. Hmm. So Interesting. That was interesting, yeah. Okay. Kind of, kind of a conflicted review there. Yeah. So we've heard uh, what other people have to say. So now here's our backflap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first? Sure. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. They do the same shit over and over and over. (laughs) Jess and Alex. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And then. Oh, and then. (laughs) Jess and Alex. (laughs) For a book about video games, it's not very fun to play. (laughs) Jess and Alex. Read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Today and today and today. Jess and Alex. So there you have it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so now let's return to our rewrite the novel segment. So we'll tell you what we would have changed about the book that might have influenced our rating, if anything. Jess, do you want to go first? Yeah. So since I thought this was a (laughs) sci-fi, I would probably rewrite it as a sci-fi. I would have them go inside the video game that they create. So this way, Sam has an avatar. Inside the game, he can actually run. He doesn't have the, the foot that's been bothering him, the foot that's making him disabled in the, in the novel. Um, he'll be able to transport himself to another self inside the game. Uh, I think it could be interesting if it was rewritten as a sci-fi because then when they create the games, they essentially become the games themselves. So that could be an exciting read if, if that were yeah. uh, a different retelling. Yeah, that would definitely be a fun book to read. Definitely a different kind of a different kind of book, but it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, if it was the same book, I would probably just, you know, kill Dove. Um, have Sadie just just kill him. <laughs> You're dead, Dove. All right. No. <laughs> yeah, or at least fight back. Mm. All right. I I don't think I would change much about this novel. Mostly, I would just shorten it. It was a little too long. It definitely got really boring in the middle of it. And I think I would have just cut out some of the filler in there. I understood why it was included. This was 
you know, I think I've said this on TikTok, but it was more of like a character drama. So it was interesting to read that kind of book. It just was too long with a lot of the same things happening over and over again. So we could have cut out a bunch in the middle and still got the same point across. But aside from that, I really liked the writing in this book. I thought it was interesting to learn about these two different characters. I didn't particularly like the characters if I wanted to change them to make them more likable then Sadie would communicate better. She would stand up for herself a little bit more and she wouldn't just externalize all of her failures. And Sam would communicate and maybe feel a little bit more confident. Uh, But I understood, I kind of liked reading about the flawed characters. So I didn't really mind that they were unlikable. I just, they were unlikable. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't really, it wasn't necessarily fun to read. So, but yeah, that's, that's what I would do. I wouldn't really change much else about the book. I kind of liked, I, I liked this book. I liked the writing. I thought the writing was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, everyone. So now we're going to transition into the cooking portion of our episode. We thought it would be fun to discuss some helpful cooking tips. For today, we're going to discuss air fryer tips and tricks. Alex? Nice. All right. So I use my air fryer all the time. I actually have it built into my oven, which is awesome. So I use it to make meatballs. They come out super crispy. And just like you made them as if you were frying them, they come out even better because they're a little bit healthier. I make my chicken air fried. I do my potatoes air fried. I even air fry my veggies sometimes. I just put like a little bit of seasoning on them and then pop them in there and they come out great. So you can really use your air fryer for almost anything. And that's that's what I do <laughs> for almost anything. <laughs> yeah, you can use it for anything. You can even throw like spinach in there or kale and make kale chips. Yeah. Just put a little seasoning on them, a little bit of oil, and they come out pretty good. Yeah. All right, Jess, what's your air frying tip and trick? Tip or trick or tip and trick? Well, depending if I'm in a tricky mood. Uh, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> My tips involve uh, what you could actually do in the air fryer with biscuit dough. So I like to make little sweet and savory biscuit dough treats. So I'm going to give you my recipe for a monkey bread air fryer style. Uh, You could take one can of biscuit dough or you can make your own homemade dough. Use the pre-cut or cut your own into biscuit shapes. Quarter them. Roll each into a bowl and then set them aside. Take a quarter cup of sugar. Substitutes work based on your dietary needs, preferences, or restrictions. For example, uh, I have used pure maple syrup and that works here. You could take a half a cup of brown sugar, one teaspoon of cinnamon, and six tablespoons of melted butter or your vegan substitute for for butter. You mix the brown sugar or your substitute together with your choice of butter into a bowl and then separately mix the sugar or your substitute again with the cinnamon. I like to add them into a Ziploc bag and shake it to mix and then pour all of that over your dough stirring to combine. You spray or oil your tray so of course they don't stick and you put the air fryer on 320 degrees for about 18 to 20 minutes or longer or shorter depending on your particular fryer. Every fryer is different. It's important to let them cool for five to 10 minutes or so before flipping them upside down onto a plate to serve and pull apart. For a more savior option and my personal fave, replace the sugars with crushed garlic cloves. Quantity to your taste, but we love garlic up in this house. And it's health benefits. So I like to use anywhere from seven to 10 cloves, usually around eight. You mash them into a softened stick of butter, add some Parmesan cheese to taste, some fresh parsley or basil or both, or even dried if that's what you have on hand. Sometimes I use some additional Italian seasoning or some red pepper flakes. Mix that into a bowl, toss in the quartered biscuit dough, and bake that for the same 320 to 
for about 18 to 20 minutes. And if you're like me, a cheese connoisseur, sprinkle some shredded mozzarella, cheddar, or your other cheeses of choice on top and make it a cheesy pull-apart garlic delight. Dip in your favorite sauce, the bunky bread. You can actually make, um, mix some powdered sugar with vanilla extract and milk and make an icing dip. Or you can even add in some cream cheese to that. Make a buttercream for a dip. Make it your own way and enjoy. If you make either of these, please let me know. Let us know in our socials or yeah. If you have a tip for air frying <laughs> that you find works well for you, uh, send us an email or reach out on our socials. If we test out your suggestion, we'll definitely credit you and we'll discuss the outcome in the future. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> My brain got air fried there for a moment. Yeah, it's fine. It happens to all of us. We, we air fry our brains as well. <laughs> Don't do that. We can do anything. <laughs> Not do that. So Hannibal up in here. No. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) All right. So as you all may recall, on Tuesday we introduced the ingredient of the week, which was pizza dough, inspired by the pizzeria that Sam's grandparents own in Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. (laughs) It's kind of an annoying title to say. Not gonna lie. It's very annoying to say. The premise of the book. It just keeps going. going. It just keeps going. All right. So we were each supposed to make something using that ingredient. So now we're going to review the outcome. So Jess, what did you make? So in in lieu of an actual recipe, I'm just going to give you kind of a tip and trick since I kind of gave you a recipe with the air fryer. So for pizza dough here, we like it thin and crispy. So nine out of 10 times instead of I will make pizza dough sometimes, um, but nine out of 10 times I won't. I'll actually use the burrito wrap as a dough. So you just take one of them out of the package. You put your sauce, your cheese, your toppings, whatever you like, put it on the lowest wrap rack in your oven for like 425 to anywhere 450 degrees five to eight minutes or so depending on your oven but you don't want it to to burn too much but you do want it to have that crisp and let me tell you it is delicious I've even made it when I didn't have sauce and I just put regatta and some like cheeses some garlic some seasoning and it comes pretty delicious we we're big fans of it in this house Mm, yeah, I of, love I love doing that. It's so good. Yeah. And sometimes too, we get creative. We put another layer on top. So another burrito wrap and kind of make it like a pizza quesadilla. Mm, yummy. Love mm. mixing pizza with Mexican food is basically the best. Two favorites. <laughs> yeah. So just makes sense. Very nice. <laughs> Which your All recipe right. for the week. So my recipe is a flatbread. So it's not really doing anything super different with the dough itself, but you basically take like a cookie sheet or just a flat pan and you spread the dough out so that it takes up the whole length of the pan. And I like to make it so that there's like some air bubbles in there, make it nice and light and uh, like kind of thin as well. And then you toast it for maybe five minutes in the oven. You put it on 325 or 350 and toast it for about five minutes, take it out and then add your toppings. So you can do just a regular, you know, pizza toppings, or you can do like a white pizza. You can really do whatever you want. I like to do veggies sometimes with zucchini and red peppers, maybe a little bit of Parmesan. You could do feta and uh, spinach. You could really do whatever it is that you like, put it back in the oven, cook it until it's, you know, kind of a golden brown on the edges and everything's melted. And they taste delicious. I actually like to make these for parties because then you just cut them up into little bite-sized pieces and put them on a platter. And I've done this before and everybody loved them. So it's a really fun way to make a quick little kind of pizza, but it's more of a flatbread and it's really good. I even, I season the dough as well. So you can season it with garlic and onion to add a little bit of flavor to the dough itself. Yeah. That sounds really, really good. Definitely a crowd pleaser. I yeah. also like to use naan. Oh, I love Yeah. Yeah. Naan. And naan. Well, Nan, nan, you say potato, I say potato. Nan, uh, nan. 
but I, I do like <laughs> to use that. They have a garlic one too. That's really good. Yes. And if you put feta and caramelized onions and then you drizzle some balsamic afterwards, yum. Yeah. It sounds really good. I know, you make me want that tonight, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we love pizza here. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you have a yummy recipe using pizza dough, send us an email, reach out on our socials. If we test out your suggestion, once again, we'll credit you and we'll discuss that outcome in the future. We want to have fun with this podcast. So we're going to incorporate some fun games. And in the future, we hope that our listeners will get involved too. Today, we're going to build a video game. Very appropriate for tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. We each have a spreadsheet that will randomly select character, location, and a world, a villain, and a weapon. Kind of like a play on MASH. So let's get started. All right. So first up, we have the character for Jess. We have Donkey Kong. The location is Pac-Man's maze. The villain is (laughs) Roger Rabbit. Oh, boy. And and the weapon is a gun. Oh, geez. All right. (laughs) That is some video game. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's see. Sam is running through (laughs) inside (laughs) a pipe from Mario to fight Sam (laughs) with a samurai sword. His avatar. He's his own villain. Oh my goodness. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) In a twisted turn of events. Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. Twist. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. So next. Our next game, we have Luigi running through the Forest of Illusion from Mario to fight <laughs> Bowser with shells. Oh. Mario's shells. <laughs> Turtle shells. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Okay. Then we have Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park running through <laughs> the realms of Spyro to fight... <laughs> <laughs> to fight Sadie, oh my goodness, with Jeez. bombs. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> that's chaotic. That is chaotic. That's an interesting, that's an interesting game. I might play it. That's crazy. I might play that game. <laughs> I wonder if Sam would play the game where he's himself playing, fighting himself. Fighting himself. <laughs> I think he would. I think he would play that game. I think so too. I think he'd All be right. Into it. So then we have... So now we have the ghosts from (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man. Running through Vice City from Grand Theft Auto. And he's fighting (laughs) the Mushroom Kingdom. Captain Toad. (laughs) With with a Naginta? With a Naginta. Yeah. A Naginta. (laughs) What is that, the double sword that you were saying? Yeah, yeah. Then we have Scorpion from Mortal Kombat running through Hogwarts, oh boy, to fight Spyro (laughs) with a pinball machine. Oh no. Oh boy. That's intense. (laughs) All right. Next up. Wow. Next up, we have Wario running through Donkey Kong Country to fight Link from Zelda. With a dagger. <laughs> okay. All right. Or Link. I know. I think I think Link might win. I don't know. Bowser's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, but Link always wins. 
So I don't know. He never does yeah. Bowser. So I That's have faith true. in like. That's true. Okay. All right. So then we have Sadie running through the Matrix. Oh, okay. To <laughs> to fight Star Fox with shells. Wow. From Mario. With shells. <laughs> Good luck, Sadie. Don't think she's winning that one. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty sure she's gonna <laughs> fail that one. You know, at the end of the day, she's just human. But That's she does true. have those shells, so it's yeah. in her favor. Those shells or can be it? scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she's in a car, yes. Mm, Good luck. True. Yeah. So now we have next up Bowser running through Raccoon City <laughs> to catch Link again from Zelda. He's still running. Yeah. <laughs> and he has what's he have in his hands? He has a crowbar. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. That is intense. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then we have Star Fox running through the inside of a Game Boy to fight Jeez. Roger Rabbit. Why is everybody trying to fight Roger Rabbit? I don't know. What are, they, what are they trying to get him with? Let's see. Star Fox wants to get Roger Rabbit with a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Put that computer down, Star Fox. <laughs> what are you doing, Star Fox? <laughs> I don't know. All right, now we have Spyro, Alex's fave. Yes. Running through Peach's castle with a golden snitch. And she's trying to catch Crash Bandicoot. That's okay. <laughs> That's pretty random. <laughs> that is random. Pretty All of these random. are random. <laughs> All right, then we have Pac-Man. Yeah. Pac-Man running through... The Forest of Illusion from Mario to capture the ghosts from Pac-Man with <laughs> Tetris blocks. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Watch out for those Tetris blocks. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So now we have Spyro again, running through the realms of Spyro. How appropriate. Yeah. To catch Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> with his his book with his book <laughs> he's gonna get you with that book keep running <laughs> oh my god he's gonna get you okay so then we have let's see the power rangers running under Ooh. a doormat to catch Crash Bandy Hook, Bandy Sorry, Bandy Coot <laughs> with a computer. Hey, kid, I'm oh, a computer. People love using those as weapons. <laughs> hey, kid, I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. <laughs> oh, man. If you don't know, back in the day, there used to be this uh, website called E Bombs World, and there was these G.I. Joe's parodies that they used to make, and they're hilarious. And I advise you to look them up because they're really funny. So. <laughs> But we might quote them from time to time. That was one. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have Princess Peach running through Zelda's world. Hyrule. Catch oh. Wario with a crowbar. Yeah. Or a gun. People, yeah. With a crowbar. People like using a crowbar too. <laughs> I know. Very violent up in here. I know. All right. Then we have Mario running through... The inside a cobbler's shoe <laughs> to catch Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Very specific that it's from the seven. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a Doug inclusion right there. 
with fireballs. Wow. That's very creative inside the cobbler's shoe. I can yeah. picture it running through the laces, you know. It's going to blow the whole place up. <laughs> <laughs> you might burn the guy's sock. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we have Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park running inside a Game Boy to catch turtles <laughs> with a sorting hat <laughs> from Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, really, that's not the best weapon, uh, although he might sort him into a different house. So sort but the you, turtles. Harry does use the sorting hat in book two to get the sword of Gryffindor. So, you know, to give true. him what he needs. It, it could be like my hands of requirement. You never know. Yeah. Could be popping things out of there like Mary Poppins. <laughs> All right. So then we have Donkey Kong running through inside a game boy again to catch link again with wow. fists <laughs> okay donkey kong doesn't need a weapon he's just gonna use yeah, the, his fists <laughs> the game developers are running out of options at this point they're like just put this out cobbler's shoe sure running with fists fine they'll love it <laughs> under a doormat fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so now we have Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Finally, he gets his revenge. Yeah, seriously. Roger Rabbit's running through Los Santos from uh, GTA. Wow, I can't think right now. <laughs> running at Spyro the Dragon with <laughs> mushroom people. <laughs> mushroom people. <laughs> <laughs> what is just hurling at the, uh, just throwing mushroom people at him? I don't know. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, right. we can't think of a good weapon, so let's just hurl mushroom people. Let's just hurl <laughs> mushroom people, people like that. At them. You know, <laughs> people people know Mario. Just think of little mushroom people getting thrown. Are they throwing themselves <laughs> when they're in the air too? They have fists going. Uh, so many questions. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot happening here. Yeah. All right. Let's do a couple more. So okay. then we have Mario running through Rapture. I don't remember where that's from. Uh, <laughs> oh, to get marks from tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow with a lightsaber. Oh, nice. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best game yet. Yeah. That sounds like a game that Sam would have made when he found out that Marks was dating Sadie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Poor Marks, though. I know. Poor Marks. I know. I mean, can we change the book and I'll rewrite the novel that uh, Marks got murdered with a samurai sword? Much more fun than a gun. Oh, that would be funny. All right. So next up is Diddy Kong. He's like, why is Donkey getting all the attention? Yeah. He's running through the inside of a cobbler's shoe again. This is like the second level of that game. <laughs> and he's uh, running to get all the NPCs from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> With fireballs. With fireballs, jam. Poor NPCs. Yeah. The NPCs in Grand Theft Auto always had the best remarks. They always had the best comments. It was like the best part of the game. Yeah. So I imagine <laughs> them yelling things to him. That's hilarious. All right. So there you have it. There's right, our video more. Here we go. Oh, one more. Okay. Oh, okay. Never <laughs> mind. All right. One more. You want to do it, Jess? Sure. Right. So who we got? We got... Sam from Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Great way to end it. Yeah. And he's running through under a doormat. <laughs> under a doormat catch. again. <laughs> I know. So random. 
to catch Captain Toad with the sorting hat again. <laughs> the sorting hat again. <laughs> really? Right. Oh, man. Okay. Well, there you have it. We made some, some fresh video games for you. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure none of these will actually make it to production. I would <laughs> Maybe play... Maybe Marks with the Samurai Sword might, might win. Or I Sam versus himself. Every single one of these games. <laughs> yes. You would love the inside of the cobbler's shoe. It sounds great. Each it level, sounds amazing. Each level is a new lace. <laughs> yeah. New lace. Don't, don't, get all, don't get all tied up in the levels. You have to work yourself up the tongue of the shoe. <laughs> Well, you like tongue, so that's true. <laughs> you do eat it. You could just eat your way out. <laughs> All right. All right. So now before we announce the winner of our sassy spatula award, we're going to turn the podcast over to Jess's husband, Doug, for a manly minute or a Dougly minute or a chug of Doug. We tried to get Alex's husband involved, but he's too shy. Maybe in the future. For now, here's a healthy chug of Doug. And now a healthy chug of Doug. What's going on, guys? This book was about video games, and I'm all about video games. Let's talk about what I'm playing. A little bit about Final Fantasy 16. I'm a big, uh, big Final Fantasy guy. You know, I missed a couple of them, but this one is, it's really good. I like it as much as I like 7, and 7 consumed my life when I was probably about 12 years old. Maybe younger, actually. Probably like 9. Yeah. But if you if you play video games, try Final Fantasy 16. I also play Call of Duty with my friend Paul. And I don't know if it's fun, because it's just me and him yelling at each other the whole time about what we're doing wrong, and how I'm better than him, or he's better than me. And it's just like, we're in a gunfight, and we're just yelling at each other, like, he's the problem, while I'm the problem. He's really the problem. Paul, you're the problem, alright? I'm good. You suck at this game. You leave me in the trenches taking grenades, Paul. You know what? Sometimes it might be my fault, actually, thinking about it. You know, I say, hey, well, I'm gonna go into this house right now. Paul's like, don't do it. It's a bad idea. I'm like, nah, I got it, because I think I'm John Wick, and I go into that house, and immediately I die, and then I start yelling at Paul, saying, hey, where were you? You're supposed to back me up, Paul. Where's my backup, Paul? And Paul's like, oh, that's your fault. No, 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 Paul. It's also your fault for not helping the teammate out, okay? I don't know if I enjoy playing video games or if I just like the the aggravation that they cause as I'm playing a game such as Call of Duty and this little kid is destroying me, just talking a bunch of nonsense, things he probably shouldn't be saying, and he's laughing and having a great time and I'm just blood boiling, getting angry, wanna throw the controller, but I'm not going to because I have a son who's probably just like, what is this psychopath doing over there? You know, it's, it's just... It gets you very angry playing with these little kids and the horrendous language that they use. You know what also is horrendous? Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles. Ugh. I want to talk about something that's just heartbreaking. It's like if I was a little kid and my parents got me a puppy for Christmas and I'm like, oh, I love this puppy. And all of a sudden one of my older brothers just come and just punt the dog across the room. And now I'm in a glass case of emotion because they're so much bigger than me and I can't do anything about it. And now I, I just, I'm looking at my parents like, please, please make this better. But I know that there's nothing they could do about it. This is, uh, you know, it's heartbreaking times to be a Jet fan out here. And that's all I got for you guys today. Enjoy it. Stay tuned for the next Manly Minute where you can get tips about sports, working out, reading, gaming, and other fun topics. Just a reminder to stay after the episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Okay, everyone, before we go, we have the Sassy Spatula Award to give out. The word of the day on Tuesday was discombobulate, and the award goes to... Alex! 
She used the word once in the last episode. So way to go, Alex, for remembering that one time. Woo, go, Alex. Go, Alex, go, Alex. All right. Well, just to let you guys know, we will be retiring, sadly, the Sassy Spatula Award for the word of the day going forward. Sorry. Moment of silence. He was a good Sassy Spatula. (laughs) That wasn't a moment of silence, but you get it. But you know what? Hey, stay tuned as the Sassy Spatula gets a makeover and we may rebrand it in the future. Yay, Sassy Spatula. It was a good Sassy Spatula. (laughs) Next Tuesday, September 19th, we will be reading and reviewing Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. Join us then for our thoughts on the young adult romanticy. And join us again this Thursday, September 14th for another party episode. Don't forget to mark your calendar for our next book of the month episode, which will air on Wednesday, September 27th. We'll be reading and discussing Karen Slaughter's critically acclaimed thriller, Pretty Girls. If you haven't read the upcoming books, but would like to head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in our discussions. As an Amazon associate, member of other affiliate programs, we earn from qualifying purchases. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a commission. So thank you for supporting us. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok. We're planning to do some live readings, book sprints, play some games and other content. We hope you'll join us for those. And in the future, we might even do a make a podcast with us live so you can join in with us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple or the streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it. And thank you in advance. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one. So nice, nice, zip it. All right. All right. Hold on. Now this brings us to our speech series. We like to give you some words. Uh, No. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Without further ado, today's word of the day is prognathus, pronounced P-R-O-G-N-A-T-H-O-U-S. Pronounced. pronounced what you didn't, you didn't oh say i said so. pronounced god damn it all right <laughs> mushroom people <laughs> Mushroom people. <laughs> what, just hurling at the uh, just throwing mushroom people at him i don't know let me guess 
Someone stole your sweet roll. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. You guys suck! Sorry, moment of silence. He was a good sausage <laughs> That wasn't a moment of silence, but you get it. <laughs>